This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to the One show. One hello? <laughs> well, that's later that... in the show. Okay. Uh, Tony's going to stick a shiv in me. No, actually, <laughs> later on, we'll save it for later. We're I, foreshadowing. There's right. something later uh, that we're going. I'll be interested to see what Chad's. It's not really a shiv. I don't know what Chad's going to say. He may cry. He may rant. <laughs> probably <laughs> rant. I don't know about okay. cry, but probably rant. Okay. So let's start. With, uh, last week was deep-ish, as far as we get anyway. I don't even remember what we talked That's about. Okay. <laughs> I just listened to it again today, <laughs> just out of the blue. Um, I wanted to talk about, and this segment's called "Where's Waldo," because. Everybody who was somebody was at South by Southwest this weekend, which is a tech conference in Austin, Texas. You know, Austin. We weren't there. We were not there, but we are not. Does that mean we're not somebodies? We're not somebodies. We're not somebodies in tech, and we're not I am lefty on, liberals. You know, I am on the cutting edge of, of the tech. Yes. He, he can spell <laughs> tech. Where is the ball? Where is the ball bearings booth? <laughs> Where's the ball? Be- yes. This is a Fletch episode. So, uh, Elizabeth Warren came out with some. Let me put it this way. I kind of agree with her, but I think she's basically said, I don't want to be president by some of these statements. So let me play what she said, because I think it's elucidating. Hold on. So what I'm saying is we've got to break these guys apart. You want to run a platform? That's fine. You don't get to run a whole bunch of the businesses as well. You want to run a business? That's fine. You don't get to run the platform. Think of it this way. It's like in baseball. You can be the umpire, or you can own one of the teams, but you don't get to be the umpire and own the teams. And let me just get this clear. If you had your way, Facebook would have to sell off Instagram. Mm -hmm. Amazon would have to sell off Whole Foods. All those little businesses that they're running, competing businesses. Yep. Who who is the federal government to tell these companies they have to do that? Uh, There's antitrust law that's been around for more than 100 years, and the federal government has done this many times. For example, broke up... Standard Oil uh, broke up the the uh, great monopolies of the late 19th century and early 20th century. And the reason for that is so that we can keep a competitive economy. So she's reaching back to 1908. Now, who, who by the way, who was interviewing her there? Uh, some guy from Face the Nation. I don't, I don't recognize okay. him. Uh, now, she, she made the same pronouncement at South by Southwest. That was Face the Nation. Same story, same everything. She wants to break up Facebook, Apple, um, Google, and I can't remember the fourth one. She wants she wants to break them up. On its surface, I kind of agree with her because they've got way too much power. Right. Well, but again, you agree with her for different, entirely different reasons. Correct. She basically says, I don't want any actual donations because those four companies are filled with money. And she doesn't apparently want to win the nomination. So I guess this is her way of saying, I don't want to win. Stop running. Them. Well, but I, what's what's sort of perfect about this is you notice this question to her, which is <laughs> the first time this has ever occurred to this person on Face the Nation. <laughs> what, who is the federal government to do this? It's like, this is your whole project. You've yes. never met 
a regulation or an edict that you didn't like that the federal until. But wait, you're you're coming for 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 Silicon Valley? Well, that's no, the, that's the rub. It's where all the libs where out ex- there. Exactly. Wait a minute. Our team is exempt from these things <laughs> because remember, Elizabeth Warren very recently proposed. It kind of went right under the radar. Mm-hmm. I forget what she called it. Not only I'm not. First of all, she opposed her unconstitutional wealth tax on on rich people, but she also drafted this incredible piece of proposed legislation. And again, I forget the Orwellian title of it, but basically she wants to nationalize. I'm not I'm not using that that literally nationalize any company that earns more than one billion in annual revenue and put it under government discipline. Mm. I don't know if you, the media didn't report they didn't on report this. That, you're right. So essentially, the so government the government would be making would be making its its hiring decisions or at least um, mm. weighing in. It would be determining various proprieties of compensation. The government would be running the company. Now that is straight up. You want to talk about capitalist socialism, but here's the thing. Did you hear a single word nope. about nope. who is the federal? Go- no, because they presumed it was all the bad companies. You know, yes. that mean, oh, that's Exxon, right? That's the banks. Wait, <laughs> exactly. wait a minute. You're talking about Google? Like, what? What? You, I, Google? And, and they lapped it up at the conference. That's the part I'm like. Now, she says it stifles competition. Now, well, I'll use her example. She said Amazon gets all this information when you buy a coffee pot. I didn't play that clip because it was boring. But you buy a coffee maker, and then Amazon knows you buy coffee makers. They see all the coffee, different types of coffee you buy, and they say, hey, we've got all this information. Maybe we should sell the coffee and cut out all the – Sure. It's the same – again, it's the same – her reasoning is the very same reason why they demonize Walmart. Yes. Okay? We don't – because others need to – Right, living wage, and you've driven out the mom and pop. And look, there's legitimate arguments to be had about – the pros and cons of the Walmart model. Mm-hmm. But I just, it's, it's just so hilarious to hear this sort of, what you're proposing the federal, where does the, where do you, where does the federal government get off? Like this is your entire worldview face the nation. Yeah. Well, they also, she neglected to mention Microsoft, which did not get broken up, even though they were found to be an antitrust by David Boyce. Was it, was it not? So well, and here's the thing. I don't know. Antitrust is not simply you're really big <laughs> and we don't like it. Yes. Okay. There's very specific things that have to be going. You mean on. there's a legal reasoning? Yeah. She was a law professor, wasn't she? Right. I don't think it was right. Antitrust law. just means oh, you've become very large, yes. and we don't like your mission statement, yes. and it seems like other people should get a slice of the pie. So, but that's fine. Listen, I give her credit for this. She's at least. In this issue, intellectually consistent, mm-hmm. meaning most of the time it was the left that was all in favor of breaking up these large companies because they yes. it's it's big corporations. And well, that's, that's our they're next wicked. topic. They're yes. wicked and evil. So <laughs> this is consistent with her worldview, only she's now applying it to the exempt, the exempt companies doesn't that it, should not have to worry about this. Doesn't it seem like she's just kind of going over the edge? Like – She's proposing a wealth tax that seems astronomically bad for everybody involved. Um, she wants to not, bring up everything. No, no, no. Wait a minute. No, no. First of all, it doesn't seem bad to everyone involved. To all of the socialists who well, the the self proclaimed socialists think this is a fabulous idea because this is how we're going to fund Fantasyland. But right, e- even even three years ago when Hillary was running, she might have agreed with this, and well, I don't she think she would have. But no, but she never would have said it. The, the problem that they have now is. 
Bernie Sanders is the moderate right now. <laughs> That's crazy, of their, isn't it? Of their leading candidates. Wow. So they're being, they are all being pushed over the cliff, Thelma and Louise style. We got to gun the accelerator towards more radicalism here. And it's going to just continue because, oh, the Green New Deal. Well, uh, I've got something that's even better than that. You know, I, I'm going to ban whatever. I'm yeah. going to control. They, so they have a problem because what oh, Hillary, yeah. Hillary has always realized, and most, most progressives have always realized that in a national election, you pretend to be a centrist, yes. you hide all of your actual opinions about the world and how the government should be basically running everyone's life, micromanaging everything because the central planners know best. You hide that. They can't do that anymore because not hiding. the people that wield the power right now, and it's scary, in the Democratic Party, even though we've talked about her, mm, let's just say, um, lack of impressive mental acuity, <laughs> people like AOC are the ones that are basically running the party. And we may talk about this. I don't we know. One will. of the things that we saw was a perfect illustration of this is what happened with the proposed resolution on anti-Semitism. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, that's, that's, and how that played we'll get out. To that. We'll get to that. So my question becomes, do you think she believes that this is going to happen? And also, does she realize as president, she doesn't get to make the law that would make this happen. It still has to go through Congress, maybe we should get executive order. I, guess, um, that will get I mean, I think let's put it this way: I think that she um, has has an intellectual understanding buried in the recesses of her mind that that's how this works. But she's so used to look. Look what she put together. What's her pet uh, organization? Pet government agency, the Consumer Protection yeah. Bureau, yeah. which she vested through regulatory edict. Yeah, unaccountable. To Congress can't eliminate the director of the agency. So, no, I don't think Elizabeth Warren has any concept whatsoever that the noble executive should be limited in any way. But I think I feel like everybody running for president on the Democratic side is doing the same thing. They they forget if you're president, you don't get to vote on this stuff and you don't get to push it through Congress because you're not in Congress. It's the president. But you know what? In our system, the pen and phone. Right. It's the pen and phone model, even though everyone is screaming that Donald Trump is a tyrant. The guy that they were cheerleading, it was all about the fact that I am a legislature unto myself. So the next war we're going to have is the war on wealth. Nobody well, can have any. They've already. I mean, that's been the consistent war the left has waged. Yes, since but it's they, always been against right wing stuff or at least at least the right side of the ledger. You're going after. Believe me. Liberal. But here's the thing. Mania. OK, believe me. If Elizabeth Warren continues to be one of the leading candidates through primary season. They will take her into the back room, have have a re-education seminar and explain, listen, you can talk about big pharma and you can demonize big oil Uh and you can Uh talk about the military industrial complex, but you can't, you can't attack our friends at Google. And so she'll get the message. And Facebook helped us win the last. Right, and then she'll, <laughs> she'll evolve. She'll evolve on that particular issue yeah. such that, yes, I have now considered this more deeply in consultation with all of my woke friends. And we've decided that there are going to be certain companies that are going to be <laughs> exempt from the new rules. Right. And exactly. that's what's going to happen. She, she's really simply well. going to forget memory hole the fact that uh, because, again, who are all the people that are going to pour, be pouring money into her coffers That's that are going saying. to tell her, you want, you want a billion dollars from Tim Cook 
It's not happening. Jeff Bezos, or however you say his name. I've I've never learned how to say his name correctly. Doesn't matter. Is it Bezos? Is it Bezos? Do we know? Rich bald man. Does anyone know? I don't don't know. Anybody knows? So believe me, she will. It's Tim Apple now, by the way. Yeah, they'll they'll (laughs) huddle. They'll huddle with her and explain. um, We like the federal overreach. We just don't. You're like the wrong. targets. <laughs> You're holding it you wrong. You got to go back to the here's the list of villains. Yes. Just stick to the script. Yes, come on. They're, You're going off script. Way, way, way off script. So she wasn't the only person at South by Southwest. I didn't realize this was such a political place. I thought it was about technology, but everything is political. Apparently Are you so. kidding? Well, a technology conference not political in this day and age? Apparently not. So AOC, as we've talked about, she was just. If there was a mask, she forgot to wear it. And if there was a filter on her brain, she forgot to engage it. Because here's I got a couple things here. So this is uh first one on anti-capitalism. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez blasting capitalism this weekend. The freshman congresswoman appeared at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Capitalism isn't to me is it's an ideology of capital. It means that we seek and prioritize profit and the accumulation of money above all else, and we seek it at any human and environmental cost. And to any. me, that ideology is not sustainable and cannot be redeemed. Look, this is the next clip, and she goes on. You know, just as there's all of this fear-mongering that government is going to take over every corporation and government is going to take over every business or every form of production. There is that fear. Um, we should be scared right now because corporations have taken over our government. Yay! Mm. Yeah. What does that even mean? In my opinion, oh. we should be wary of any entity in which both of those things are combined, whether it's through one way or the other. I don't know what she combined. Um, and that's why the emphasis in democratic socialism is on democracy and it's oh, not about really you know it it's it's just as much a transformation about bringing democracy to the workplace huh? so that we have a say and that we don't check all of our rights at the door every time we cross mm-hmm. the threshold into mm-hmm. our workplace because at the end of the day as workers and as people of society we're the ones creating wealth not a corporate ceo it's not a CEO that's make, that's actually creating $4 billion a year. It is the millions of workers in this country that's creating mm-hmm. billions of dollars of economic productivity no. a year. Mm-hmm. And our system should reflect that. So I should... Okay. Th- th- I mean, it's, it's gibberish. <laughs> it's complete gibberish. But <laughs> it just makes your head start hurting. She twisted some words, but I don't know what she was no, getting at. She does, it's, just, it's just stream of consciousness pabulum. It, it, it doesn't... It doesn't mean anything. One of the interesting things, though, is when she first started out saying, you know, there's all this fear-mongering about, well, wait a minute, your Green New Deal, let's just remind you, explicitly calls for, among other things, including the banning of the internal combustion engine, the retrofitting, the mandatory retrofitting, I'm not exaggerating, of every building in the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, what I would like someone to ask AOC is, how exactly is that to be accomplished? And which entity is going to ensure that that occurs? <laughs> Seems to me it would have to be the federal government. 
That mm-hmm. seems a rather expansive use of governmental powers. Are the, I don't know, are the minions going to come to your house, Chad, and demand that you remove your hot water heater? Probably. I'm not sure. We, Probably. I mean, yeah. So, so <laughs> her astonishment that anyone could think that this is, no one really wants it. No, actually, you, you explicitly would require a communist strongman uh-huh. to implement uh-huh. your democracy. She said it's corporations rule the country. That's debatable. But your alternative is the government rules the country. No, but and again, and what is okay, so I hear this all the time, right? We're ruled by the corporate oligarchs. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Now, if you mean, I think what they usually mean is that there's all sorts of corporate money flooding into the political system. So it's a it's a campaign. That's why they control the government because they have look, money. Look, I've said this repeatedly. There is no doubt there is an amazing, astonishing amount of money sluicing into the federal government. And why? Why? Because they recognize that's where the power is. Yes. And if you want to eliminate money flowing to the government, very easy. Make the government less powerful. And all those, all those people with all that money, when they realize, huh, pay for play doesn't work because the government doesn't have the ability to get me what I want. Paying $200 million to Uranium One didn't really work out. They will take their money elsewhere. But their solution is to simply allow incumbent politicians to say, <laughs> You shall not exercise any political speech. They say, oh, no, 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 we're not banning the speech. We're just banning the money. You can't exercise political speech without <laughs> money. Isn't that convenient? How? Yes. So it's, that's, I'm sure, what she's getting at oh, is sure. this, this constant refrain that corporate money. And again, she's not opposed to all corporate money because if she was, she would be railing against the unions. Mm-hmm. The unions, which are by far, they're easily in the top 10 of all lobbying groups. Green New Deal wants all union jobs. Ah, but they don't. <laughs> but Chad, they're not evil corporations. It's fine when they spend all of their, mm. well, they've now lost the ability to extort money out of their unwilling That's workers, right. which That's is right. a problem, which they'll oh, want to reverse. got to fix that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, she's, it's, she's incomprehensible. Uh, she is. I think there's another way to fix this. Don't allow them to do, put any money into the government as a corporation or an individual. I mean, you've got individual limits, but corporate quid pro quo can go far afield. And I'm sorry, if you don't want to have money in politics, you're in Congress. You can pass a law that Which, takes well, but, money well, which, out of politics. All money. No money. You can't take donations from anyone. Ever. Well, There you go. I mean, if they want to do that, although you're going to be running up against some constitutional problems very quickly with that. I mean, again, because so? the way they want to formulate it is you're not allowed you, Mr. Wealthy Conservative Sheldon Adelson, you're not allowed to make that video about Hillary Clinton. Remember, that's exactly what can that's what started the campaign finance issue. Yeah. Someone wanted to play a video, a negative ad about Hillary Clinton, <laughs> and they thought, well, we can't have that. We can't have that. <laughs> Can't make a movie. So, in my view, any attempt, any attempt by the legislature to say you, as a citizen of the United States, who's an individual who wishes to spend your own money in engaging in political speech, you cannot limit that. That's fair. Cannot. 
But as a politician, if you say, I don't want money in politics, there's a simple solution. Don't take money. I mean, you won't win elections because nobody will know you exist, but you don't want money in politics. Don't take money. It's really right. And by the way, when I say you cannot, I understand there already exist laws that place limits on that. I actually have a problem with that. That's my point is that. I don't think those laws are constitutional. Well, they probably aren't, but they haven't been vetted correctly yet. Nobody's brought a good case. So she went on to say a couple more things at this uh, conference. She said, "Do we that, need to hear more?" Oh, this is this is rich. She said that Reagan, our fortieth president, pitted white working class people against minorities. Let me guess. In order to let screw over all working Wait, class Americans. Let me Americans. guess. Let me guess. This is the welfare queen thing, right? Yes, of course. Yes, of course it is. She's not been re- overtly racist, but. Close. Right. That's, does someone need to explain to her that that's been a trope for the last 40 yeah, well, years? Yeah, but she didn't know that. She wasn't right. around for all that. She uh, also called uh, the New Deal, which she referenced heavily in her Green New Deal, that she called FDR racist. Well, which may or may not listen, be true. Everyone's racist. But that's, it's interesting that everybody's a racist, everybody's awful, everybody's evil. So you brought up the, the, uh, Toothless wonder that we call hate in Congress. It was just it was only passed in the the House, was it not? Yes, the House resolution to ban hate, ban all bad things. They, they all they, bad they things took a vote banned. on hate. Now, on its surface, you saw the twenty three Republicans voted against it, which is a little odd. They're in favor of hate. <laughs> That's what you're They're in being favor led of to believe. Hate, Chad. They're yes. in favor of hate. Interestingly enough, it was about Ilan Omar who got to vote on whether or not they could ban hate. And that's kind of interesting <laughs> when you get right down to it because that doesn't make any sense. Now, to back up, she's made repeatedly anti-Semitic comments. Uh, she she wants to do the BDS against Israel, right. which is racist, or at least anti-Semitic. Basically, it wouldn't be racist. Uh, but she constantly goes off and on about this all the time. Right. She's been there two months, and she's already... And behind closed doors, apparently, Nancy and the, the, the grown-ups have said, whoa, you need to tone it down. You're making us look bad. So that's why they passed this resolution, which means nothing. Well, no, but you, wait. You, you left something out, though. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, the original plan, and, and Ilhan Omar, freshman congresswoman from, I think, the 5th District in Minnesota. Uh, was um, she not married to her brother? Well, <laughs> the media is not really interested in that. Let's put it this way. I have reviewed, and this isn't this isn't coming from um, you know Alex Jones. No. There's actually been legitimate reporters. I think it's a guy named David Steinberg um, who's dug into this. And yes, the the circumstantial evidence, the very compelling circumstantial evidence, suggests that yes, she married her brother for some reason, Can't and then that. has lied about it. And she's also, of course, now married to another man who's her her actual husband. Right. But setting that aside, she has been an unapologetic and unsurprising anti-Semite for a very long time. Well, she was born in Somalia, came here when she was 13. So I assume she's a citizen, although that yeah. hasn't been brought up. So these are her views. Yes. She doesn't like Jews. And, yes. and, and she's she, a Muslim. And the problem now is, now listen, not all Muslims. No. Are, but she is someone, whether it's because she's a Muslim or not, who has been steeped in this sort of nonsense. And so... Unfortunately for the Democratic Party, now that she has a public platform, she continues to say these sorts of things, which is bad. So the the bad politically because yes. people generally frown bad. upon anti-Semitism. Um, so the original point was going to be to pass a resolution specifically about 
her, mm-hmm. s- essentially censoring her, maybe not directly, but everyone would know, and logically directed towards anti-Semitism. Well, sure, that did not go over well because remember, her she is a uh, she's an intersectional mm. goddess. Yes. Okay. Yes. Meaning she checks all of these different boxes. She <laughs> can't does. possibly. She can't possibly be an, be anti-Semitic, and even if she is, we're not allowed to call that out. That would be – that's just problematic. Sure. So a tug of war ensues between mm. – now, remember, this is amazing. You have San Francisco Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> who is literally battling it out. She's now the moderate. She's the voice of sanity saying, listen, we can't really go with dual loyalty accusations <laughs> on a national platform. Explain that. She said, anybody who supports Israel, you got to question their loyalty to the United States right, so because they're supporting Israel. Right. So this is a this is an ancient slander against Jewish people, which essentially says, well, if you support Israel, and by the way, I support Israel. Now, I'm not Jewish. Um, there's many, many reasons, good reasons to support Israel. But no, it's because you are essentially uh, an ally of in allegiance to a foreign power. Uh-huh. You are not really... Um, patriotic, and you don't support the United States. You were in thrall to Israel. They they used to say it's about the Catholics and the Pope. So yes. it's not this is not yes. the first time. So it's essentially it's essentially an argument that you're treasonous, that you're yeah. a traitor to your nation because everything that you espouse and everything you support is because you're secretly loyal. Remember, she loyal wasn't born the, here. Right, she was born in Somalia. Loyal to <laughs> the elders of Zion who run the international banking community, etc. Yeah. Yeah. All of these, all of these anti-Semitic. Um, thoughts. So Nancy Pelosi, as far left, well, used to be as far left as you can get in the party or close to it, is the one that has to say, wait a minute, we can't say this. And there is a cohort of people now within the Democratic Party, within their congressional caucus, these young guns who have said, no, 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 we will not have that at all. And by the way, what about racism? And, and by the way, what this smacks of Islamophobia because she happens to be Muslim. You know what? It wouldn't matter if she was Klingon. Yes. It's still, it's still anti-Semitic. Exactly. It doesn't change it based on who And you so are. the original resolution gets watered down into this empty, meaningless, we are against all bad things. Yes. We, we're against hate. <laughs> and 23 Republicans And, and Ilhan Omar can happily sign off on that. Yes. They, this will this will recur. Yes. Oh, she's yes. not, not going stop. to stop saying this stuff. No, she is not. There's video of her huddled in the background and all of her uh I guess friends calling to console her about this vote. I'm like, didn't really name her, but we all know it's about her. So you said young guns. I thought of young Turks. Oh, are of oh, perfect. <laughs> of course we're not now talking about Palestine enough. I would say that if we take a few steps back from the this sort of crisis, this manufactured crisis of the last several days, manufactured. what we do see is somewhat good news. People are starting to ask these questions about, as the New York Times put it, does APAC have too much power and influence? And then proceeded to write an article whose tone was kind of, yeah, they do. And that's crucial because for so long, it's been considered outside the bounds of, of acceptable discourse, particularly in Washington, to talk about the pro-Israel lobby, to talk about APEC, to talk about KUFI, especially to talk about their success. They're not the only reason for the success, but they're part of the reason that the U.S. sends $3.8 billion of our tax money 
every year directly to the Israeli military. I don't think too many people know that. And you know, you can say that, well, 3.8 billion, how much money is that? It's It sounds like a lot, but it also sounds like you Three, could say two, a one, gazillion strong, and it would Hold not on. mean very much. But if we put it in terms of what else could happen, I, I ran some numbers this afternoon. And what I found was that same $3.8 billion that we're sending to the Israeli military every year. Could be used for the if war. If it was spent here at home, it could said. provide for 68,400 good infrastructure jobs in the U.S. <laughs> or it could pay for 367,800 veterans to get health care. <clears throat> now, which do we think is more important, the Israeli military or jobs and oh, veterans' health care? excellent false you know, dilemma. Very good. <laughs> Straw man. You go. So wait, okay. So one of the best parts about that is when she says, with some surprise, where she says, oh, "The New York Times raised this question." Shocking. And, no, and yes, and and it's good to see that they've decided that maybe this is an issue. No kidding, the New York Times. Wow, wow, yeah. they are so reliably pro-Israel. <laughs> I can't believe that they are questioning APAC. By the way, I wonder whether that woman, whoever it was, because I know AOC doesn't understand this, whether they whether they know that APAC, AIPAC, is actually not a political action committee and it doesn't engage in lobbying. Do you think they actually no, understand I that at all? No, does. I think they think it's uh, <laughs> it's the equivalent of like the Koch brothers yes. funneling that illicit Israeli money into the political system. Well, they, they were talking earlier that this is this is all a distraction. All all of. Omar's stuff is it's manufactured and distraction. We should really be talking about Palestine. You know, the state of Palestine. Oh, wait a minute. That doesn't exist and never has. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Three point eight billion. Didn't the government shut down cost over nine billion dollars? So the three point eight billion dollars you're talking about is pretty much not relevant to the discussion. Plus, I love this. I've done my calculations here on my abacus (laughs) and I've decided that we could have sixty seven thousand four hundred and thirty two infrastructure. I. What doing what? Good infrastructure. Jobs. I am an infrastructure zealot. Well, it's to refit all those buildings. AOC I'm an infrastructure sub zealot. I'm oh. an infrastructure assistant vice president of sub infrastructure. What's a good job? Right. What's well, a I'd good like to job? know what are they being paid and what are they to do? Well, if I did the math on that, she's what did she say? Three point nine. I don't even know. Yeah, it doesn't even. It matter. just doesn't matter. It's sort of like remember the famous uh, Obama uh, quip about. Well, I guess there weren't as many shovel-ready jobs as we uh, anticipated because <laughs> the government can't just make jobs out of thin air. Actually, I, that's not true. The government does that all the time. Just $82,000 a year. Well, that sounds – well, that's good work if you can get it Yes. to be um, an infrastructure elder. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's higher pay and there's lower pay. Right. The people doing the infrastructure work. Infrastructure czar. Doing the work, pay their dues. It just it, – Boggles my mind. Now, that's young Turks, and I expect that from. I don't know sure. when, they be, when did they become the old Turks because they're not really young anymore. I don't know where that young Turks changes to middle aged Turks. But this is this is becoming. We got to distract, distract, spin, spin, spin. I feel like I'm in the Clinton White House. Well, look, there's a serious point to be made here. Is that because of the influence of this pervasive identity politics, which is now, you know, inseparable from the Democratic Party. They are mainstreaming anti-Semitism. Yeah. Okay. This is not just about, oh, it's a distraction. No, no. You have, okay, let's go through the list of people besides Ilhan Omar and who is it? Rashida, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Tlaib 
and you have Linda Sarsour, and you have Keith Ellison with all of his affiliations to Farrakhan, Mm -hmm. who you see all of these Democratic leaders, including Barack Obama, having photo ops with this man who, remember, thinks that white people were concocted in a laboratory, or demons who were concocted in a laboratory by a, by a scientist. you understand that? That's oh, what he oh, believes. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, makes sense. He, he basically is the equivalent of someone like David Duke, actually potentially worse. So you've got all these people that are now becoming more and more brazen in the things that they are willing to say about Jews in Israel. And make no mistake, th- this, this canard about, okay, the boycott and divestment movement, the goal of that movement is the destruction of Israel. All their goals are destroyed. Right. Israel. But the point is, is that that is inherently I don't want to hear this. Oh, no, no, no. It's just anti-Zionism. Yes. No. no. If your goal is to implement a program that is going to result in, again, the elimination of the state of Israel. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable saying that's anti-Semitic. Yeah. Because guess who lives in the state of Israel? <laughs> A few Jews. Actually, a few Jews and a whole bunch of non-Jews exactly. who are permitted to live there because it's the only democracy within the cesspool of the Middle East. And why would we? Who knows? Uh, that boggles my mind that we would actually support them in the midst of constant terror attacks. Why would we do something so silly? I don't know. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. So Omar also, something I actually agree with her on. This is going to surprise you. Oh, does she, this is stuff about Obama? Yeah, she yeah. rips Obama. Said he caged kids at the Mexican border and the droning of countries around the world on Obama's watch and argued that he wasn't much different from President Trump. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Elizabeth Warren wants to break up all the liberal money. AOC wants to literally take everything from you and say it's a, say it's a good thing for us to be in charge, not the corporations. And Omar just said the light worker wasn't different yeah. than Trump. See, the problem Whoa. is... See, and the then she said she was is, misquoted, but she wasn't because right. they taped it. The problem is that, you know, all the crazies now are running loose. You can't control her. So if occasionally she's going to say things like that, and she's not going to show up for the halftime meeting where we all, let's remember the playbook, people. <laughs> let's get on the same page. She doesn't want to be on the same page. So I got to ask, 5th District of Minnesota, what were you thinking? Oh, what, what was, it, was the goat that run... When the mayorship in Vermont well, not available? If you, if you look at the color scheme of the 5th District of Minnesota, the, it's basically so blue, it's black. So, Is that a Somali-heavy area? Oh, oh yeah. Minnesota's yeah. got a lot of there's Somali no There's no chance. I mean, so that was, that was expected. Okay. That was expected. Well, New York, you also elected AOC, and I'm not sure. That was also expected. They had Joe Crowley. They yeah. could have kept Joe Crowley. <laughs> they elected this. It's... I don't know. It's, well, it's, it's really I'm really struggling. It's going to be fascinating again to see because there are, again, the the very progressive old guard are going to be having these secret panicked meetings where they're going to say, what, what can we do? Yeah, well, because we're too cowardly to come out in public and challenge these people yes. because the base will not have it. So we're just going to be swept along with the tide here as the party. Because remember, this is an electoral kamikaze mission. Donald Trump wants nothing more than to be in an election contest with someone who is an avowed socialist, who wants to nationalize the U.S. industry, who wants to abolish ICE, who wants to create more sanctuary cities. It goes on and on. Who wants Medicare for all? How will we pay for it? Minting trillion-dollar coins, borrowing from Venezuela. I'm not really sure. This is the perfect foil for him. And you're seeing articles now from people who are Democrats saying, listen, man, like 
we're going to blow this. You know, we, we're, we have our, we have spent two years demonizing the orange Kaiser and softening him up. And we're going to play up the Mueller report and we're going to wreck it. If we don't get these people, the orderlies need to get these people gathered up back to their wing in the insane asylum. And they're, they're not going to be prevented from doing this. No, they're not. Well, Adam Schiff, didn't he say yesterday, uh, I think it'd be a mistake if Bob Mueller didn't uh, get Trump on the stand to answer questions. <laughs> like, he's a sitting president. We've established this. It's Does, not Adam, going to happen. Adam doesn't Adam. even understand how this works. No, but he's he already care. telegraphed, again, I don't really care what Mueller Mueller no finds. We're going to have our own kangaroo court. We're going to impeach him no matter what. I'm going to okay. put on a powdered wig, and I will preside. <laughs> Jerry Naylor right there. So changing to other things that are strange in the world. Um the U.S. women's soccer team has sued the United States Soccer Association because they said they aren't paid as much as the men. Now, women get about five grand for a win. Uh, the men get about 80 grand for a win. So there is a disparity in the amount. Uh, the difference is that the, uh, the men sell out stadiums and the women can't give away tickets. I think that's where we're falling. Equality is not <laughs> equality, people. It's well There's financial considerations, and you don't make the cut. I don't. I think we actually talked about this before. There, well, that was the one's th- hockey team. This is the soccer team. They're but all- even so, there might have been an argument because I don't know the uh, I don't know the numbers. When there was an argument you made back when Mia Hamm and Maybe. and the U.S. women's team was kind of the. They were great. I mean, they listen. Well, the U.S. They win the World the Cup thing. every time. Right. The so U.S. What? women's team has been far. Let's stipulate has sure. been far more successful mm-hmm. internationally than the men's team by far. Yes, but that's not what it's about. No. Again, we justify paying the men this because, as you said, the men generate more revenue. Far more revenue. And you know what? You could say, it's not fair. They don't deserve it. You know what? You're right. Life isn't fair. But there's also a reason why the U.S. curling team does not get paid as much money to go on international tours as basketball players. And it's also the reason why the WNBA um, doesn't make any money. has to be subsidized (laughs) fully by the NBA because nobody wants to watch professional women's basketball. I'm sorry. And that's not an indictment. We've talked about this. there's nothing wrong with supporting women's basketball. And sure. if that's your favorite thing, fantastic. Go to it. But nobody wants to watch women's basketball. And therefore, there are no million-dollar television contracts. And therefore, there's no money to pay them. It is not about what's fair. It's about what the market will allocate. My feeling is if they're giving you $4,000 to play a game, you should be happy with and that $4,000. I would be, I would be the else. first one to say that if the U.S. women's soccer team was more popular and creating more revenue, they, they absolutely should be paid more than the men. And whatever that ratio is should increase. It, it's simple. Exactly. Minor league baseball players don't get paid as much as major league baseball players because the talent level is different. People come to see the highest level. They don't come to see. So somebody said, was reading about this. They said uh, like the twenty, the 30th, level team of men in the world in soccer is still more popular than the number one team in women's soccer worldwide because most countries have not put any effort into being part of this how many i think there's 162 countries and i'll bet 158 of them have a soccer men's soccer team again this is this is just idiotic i and again i think i've mentioned this before i have four sisters three of whom were all division one fantastic athletes 
I loved every minute watching them play tremendous competitors. Because they were your sisters. But not even because they were my sisters. I, I have a great appreciation for it. They're skilled. They're yeah. talented. Nobody's They're saying fierce. They yeah, nobody's saying they aren't talented. But I think they would be the first ones to say, well, yes, if no one's going to come watch, because people aren't going to watch at the same level yeah. as they are watching men, yeah. and we can talk about why that is to the cows come home, but that's simply reality in any sport you want to pick. They had the same issue right with women's tennis. They were banging the drum about the fact that why do the men get paid more? Well, first of all, <laughs> and actually tennis is even a closer argument it is. because – there are sort of superstars well, like prior Serena. Prior to Billie Jean King, it was a big disparity. Now it's a lot closer. I mean, I would argue right now, okay, there's basically, if you go on the street and you ask the average person, name three men's tennis players. Probably couldn't. Maybe, maybe they two. say Federer. Maybe they say Nadal. Djokovic, okay, maybe. If you're getting to Djokovic, now you got someone who probably follows tennis. Yes. Federer and Nadal are probably the two kind of uber right brands. Yeah, right now. They would definitely probably be able to name Serena. In fact, I guarantee you that Serena's Q rating is higher than either Federer or Nadal for most people. Sure. They know, people know who Serena is. Sure. So there's certainly an argument that in terms of eyeballs, someone like Serena draws just as many people to the sport. So I'm fine with that. But here's the other thing. Women play three-set matches in mm-hmm. Grand Slams. Men, actually everywhere, men in Grand Slams play five sets Mm -hmm. that's harder that's longer i think they might mm, probably deserve to make more but again i would be open to the argument that if you showed me a spreadsheet that said consistently women's tennis generating more revenue in television rights in attendance figures in merchandise guess what then they should be paid more yeah you'll get a split i have no if you get if, pay them more, you you hit it right there. They're driving your sport. Yep, pay them more. But if the revenue from all those things is less, guess what? Less pot of money, less pot of money. Now they would say mix it all together and give us an equal share with the men. That's not how this works, right? And That's the other thing is here's the other thing is that this gets to your point about even the twentieth, you know, ranked men's team. Once you get beyond Serena and maybe Naomi Osaka, or remember some of these kind of like sex pot tennis players, yeah. um, oh, Kornikova. Yeah. Okay, now she was she was good, but you know she, she was, was a pro she player, was popular but, yeah. because she was very attractive. Right. Let's let's she not really kid ourselves. Yeah. She didn't win very much. Uh, once you get beyond that. Nobody really is interested in watching the 10th no. ranked women, women's tennis player in the world. No. Whereas there's still going to be eyeballs on men's tennis because there's just generally more people that are going to watch that. Okay. Yeah, um, that's true. So I, this whole thing is just, again, it's very simple. It's very, in fact, they should like it because it should be egalitarian, which is. Well, equality is not equality because right. it's you, not equal. You demonstrate that you are going to generate more money. You should be paid more. Yeah. That's easy. Generate no matter money. who you are, yeah. man, women, doesn't matter to me. But are we being honest? There is no women's sport in the United States today that even comes close to its male counterpart. No, nothing. Tennis yeah. might be the closest. Tennis probably is the closest. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that's even on the same galaxy monetarily. I mean, women's soccer. The Women's World Cup soccer, with the United States won the last one, the stadium wasn't sold out for the final game. They yeah. had tarps over the seats. The stadium was not sold out. What's that and that's, again, Men's World Cup, sold out. Guaranteed. That's nothing against the women at no. all. It's simply a product of the marketplace. Yeah, there's not, there's not demand. There's right. not the same level of demand for that product. They'll pay extra for it if you don't. I mean, we saw the Patriots win their sixth Super Bowl 
the stadium was still sold out. And I didn't want to see the Patriots win, but the stadium was still sold out. The reality is these they're very skilled. They're very talented. People just don't want to pay money more money to watch it. It just that's the reality of life. So you can file a lawsuit and hopefully a smart jury or judge will say, I appreciate your what you're saying, but you don't make as much. So we can't give you as much because it's not there. They just yeah. think it's supposed to come from so they want it to come from the men. They want the men to come down to their level and they want to come up and meet in the middle. Now yeah, and it's not about well because we we give as much effort. So stipulated, yeah, totally irrelevant. Great, you're very totally talented. irrelevant. You've won more World Cups. You're much more no internationally one, acclaimed. No one is paying you money for your effort. No, in fact, no one is really paying you money for your talent in the sense that in your sport you might be just as good as the equivalent man. You're being paid in any sports league based on how in a capitalist system are you going to generate how revenue? many eyeballs. Who's watching, watching you? Who wants to pay? Who's willing to pay their money to watch you participate in this sport? And if you can convince them to do that, more power to you. Then you deserve every every proportional cent that yeah. you can demonstrate uh, yeah. that you have earned. Name name a female soccer player that's not in the U.S. Marta. Marta. Okay. How about Europe? Is there anybody? Is there a European league? I mean, they love soccer in Europe. Yeah, there. I mean, there is but... because, but. Right. I mean, for instance, I don't even know. Uh, I don't think there's an equivalent, let's say, Premier League in Europe for women. It doesn't so exist. I don't think so either. I mean, there might be. If somebody knows, please let us know. But I don't think there is. I think and actually, there's a lot of leagues. And actually, I think even in enlightened Europe, the notion of a professional women's soccer league would be just incomprehensible today. Yeah. Now, maybe there's one that exists off the radar somewhere. Yeah. But they don't. I don't mean a bar league. They don't they want pick up. They're not interested. No. No, they're just not, and that's. I mean, rugby here in the U.S. is pretty much a club sport or a college. That's it. You don't. There's no pro rugby in the U.S. at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's just reality. So we teased it at the beginning. Now Tony's going to shiv <laughs> me here. Go ahead. Well, let me ask you it this way: You, as an avid, uh, dedicated Steelers fan, if someone uh-huh. had told you at the beginning of the season that the Steelers, um, after essentially allowing Le'Veon Bell to sit out for an entire year and he's no longer going to be with the team, um, traded Antonio Brown for a third and fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, certainly one of the top three. Without any other context, your reaction to that would be what? Uh, I think the Steelers got fleeced, but I don't <laughs> think they had another choice. Well, but you wouldn't even um, know that. No, you no. wouldn't even know that. Just your general reaction to the idea that Antonio Brown is now gone to another team, and in return, the Steelers received you got a turd and a bigger turd. Yes, yeah, I, yeah not even any money. They didn't even get any money. Well, they have twenty-one million, actually close to twenty-two million in dead, dead cap yeah. space. So we paid him to go somewhere else, <laughs> and they gave us crap in return. Uh, and, and he got another twenty million dollars. Guaranteed. I thought he got thirty guaranteed. Well, thirty maybe was thirty. He's yeah. going to get fifty million dollars guaranteed. So this is my point. This is my point that horrible outcome for the Steelers. Although I think you're right that he he played this perfectly in the sense that he, he basically forced their hand. Um, I think they he basically- hurt himself though. Here, here's and is it, listen to this. He can demand a trade behind the scenes. He can go crazy, loco, crazy all he wants at Pittsburgh Park. But once he put it out there publicly, he shut down other teams that were willing to say, oh, I might trade for this. I might." Well, he doesn't care now, does he? He should. Why? Because he's on the Raiders. 
Well, this is okay. So this is so he put himself, in the short term. In the short term, he has he has won this going away. Okay, monetarily, so, yes. Well, that's true. That that's is true. the only way he's won this. Well, but here's the thing: yeah. he's he has one more year on his contract. Three. No, I think he has one. Three. He he's, was he had one year in of a four year contract. He's got three left. He's there for three I years. I thought now, so maybe I'm. I haven't studied this. They didn't closely. add any time I to thought it. They just he gave was, more money. I thought he was capable of leaving in a year. Nope, Are you years. sure? Well, unless there's a player option for years two and three or three and four. But. I, it was my understanding that he was he was capable of being essentially a free agent in one year, play for the Raiders for one year, and then decide again whether he wants to stick around. I don't I don't believe that's the case, but you could be right. I'll I'll have to check on that. But the point is, if it's three years, he just tied himself to Derek Carr, and he actually said. Derek Carr is a heck of a quarterback. Yeah, he's playing well. And, of course, that's all. He's obviously delusional well, or he's playing look, up. No, the... Derek Carr is not terrible. He's not terrible, but he just left a two-time yeah. Super Bowl champion. Now, he didn't win any. He ain't going to win any there either. I mean, they're, Certainly they're not the for street. the foreseeable future. So they're, they're that's the, the question. Yeah. This changes the dynamic. If you're correct and he's actually locked in there for three years, because remember, he's not young. He's 30 years old. He'll be 31 before the season starts. Right. So in other words, he's basically edging into the last years of his prime. He might get one more contract, but I doubt it because he's a head case. The risk that he is taking, to your point, is right now he's on a terrible team. Now, he's the number one receiver on that well, team. Well, okay. That doesn't take much. But, and, and so there's no guarantee, number one, that his numbers... Now, you're right. Maybe it's garbage time and they throw the ball to him, you know, 50 times a game. And so he racks up a whole bunch of really impressive stats. And he's a great player. Sure. Uh, and Gruden is a good offensive mind. But the risk he's taking is, number one, I think his reputation has soured oh. dramatically. In other words, he's viewed now as a, as a real cancer. So he's a guy that, well, we might take a risk on him, but we're going to have to think long and hard. And if his production drops off at all. Remember, he's getting older, so inevitably yeah, that's going to go together. Yeah, He's going to have difficulty, let's say, if he has a season next year for the Raiders where they stink, and he's you mean statistically... Like have? Right. So even if they win, let's say they improve and they win, what, five games or something, sure. six games, and his statistics are down, uh, there's not going to be much of a market for him. No, they're not going to be able to trade him, but if they've paid him all this guaranteed money, they're going to want to keep it. No, my well, point is for him. And like you said, his, he's gambling now. You've just forced yourself away mm-hmm. from an organization that is a perennial contender. Mm-hmm. They haven't won Super Bowls recently, but, you know, just because the Patriots just win them all. Um, but the Steelers are a team that's usually upper echelon. They're going to go to the playoffs. They're more in contention than the Raiders. Uh, far more. I mean, and, far and more. The only thing and was- you're surrounded. You can't get a better scenario as a number one receiver than Okay, combination of Ben Roethlisberger throwing you the ball, Hall of Famer. You've got Juju Smith-Schuster as 1B. So you've got a guy across from you who, by the way, uh, takes – they can't really double-team you anymore. Not all Not the time, much, anyway. not all the time. Yeah. And, yeah, you've lost Le'Veon Bell, but you probably have the best offensive line in the league. Offensively, which that's the, that's the <laughs> side of the ball that you're on. Exactly. I'm not sure you could slot yourself into a better scenario than there. Probably the page – I say in – before this contract is over, or his next contract, he'll be on the Patriots. He's going to do Randy Moss. He's going to be on the Patriots. Randy Moss yeah. did this exact thing. Yeah. He went to the Raiders yeah. and it was basically disappeared. disappeared. The Raiders were a dumpster fire. They forgot he was even there. Everyone said that Randy Moss is done. Mm-hmm. Went to the Patriots, and the very next season, that's when Tom Brady threw for 50 touchdowns, and Randy Moss, I think, caught something like 27 now, or 23. Understand something. Tom Brady won't be throwing to him 
unless they trade him in the, in the next three years yeah. because there's no way Tom Brady is going to be playing at 45 at that oh. level. Yeah. Plenty of water. Gotcha. Not happening. He's not going to be. Liability, Chad. He's not he has the 50 secret. touchdowns to Texas any receiver. Superfood. He's not throwing 50 touchdowns he's, in three more he's years. He's going to be 45. Uh, he's going to have the embalming fluid coursing through his veins. Yes, he'll have to because that's the only way he's going to get out there at 45. He's as brittle as a... As brittle as my bones now. I, I think oh, wait, there's so no way. We, I want to contrast, though. So sure. we have the Antonio Brown, I think, individually for Here, him. Here's what I think the Steelers should have done. This is what I think they should have done. You don't want to play for us? Great. Sit down. We're going to lose the money anyway. Just sit on the bench. I don't give a crap. Sit on the bench. Right. We're not You're gonna, never going to see the field again. We're going we're gonna to do uh, Marcus Allen to you. We're going right. to do Marcus Allen. Sit on the bench, son. Yeah, we're going to pay you. And when your contract's up and nobody's heard of you in three years, then you can go do whatever you want to do. But we're not doing anything. That would Sit have been, down. That would have been the, the power play. But that's not historically. We're losing it anyway. What's the difference? I know. I know. That we're would paying have been, him not to be here for literal garbage. Here's the problem. Third and fifth. And I think this is, that sounds very satisfying. They did it to Le'Veon Bell. Well, <laughs> it didn't work out so well either. But the thing is, yeah, but Le'Veon Bell wasn't getting paid. Okay. So, in other words, your scenario is, I get it, uh, we're going to have our revenge, which is you're going to sit. What's the scene from, um, uh, t- remember the scene from um, Days of Thunder, where there's a scene in there where the, the guy, actually, uh, it's Fred, he was a U.S. senator who was an Oh, actor. Fred Durst, or not Fred Durst, uh, Fred Thompson. Fred Thompson plays the, the commissioner of NASCAR. <laughs> and he brings in, this. if you haven't seen Days of Thunder, it's a ridiculous movie where Tom Cruise is like this up-and-coming Formula Cole One trickle. racer. Cole Trickle, right. In any <laughs> event, uh, there's a guy who plays sort of his like Dale, Ar- Dale Earnhardt Sr.-like rival, and they don't get along initially, and they're constantly competing with each other, and they're supposed to meet at some restaurant to have kind of a, uh, you know, a kumbaya dinner, and on the way, they rent cars, and then they basically smash the cars throughout the streets, wherever they are. And they get there, and Fred Thompson, commissioner of NASCAR, is not amused, and <laughs> says, you know what you two buggers are? You're like a Japanese inspection. He's like, you know what Japanese inspection? They get in a, they get in a load of lettuce, and they just let it sit on the dock <laughs> until they get all ready to inspect it. And after two weeks or two months, it's all gone rotten. See, that's the approach that you're advocating for. Well, Antonio Brown. My point being, they're paying him anyway. They're paying him not to be there. But I agree, except for you now have a malcontent cancer sitting in your locker room. What are they going to do? Are they going to ban him? Are they going to ban him? him. Meaning what? Remember Keyshawn and Tampa Bay? Just send him home? Send him home. We're still paying you. Just get out. You're You're banned from the facility. I don't care what you put on Instagram. It doesn't matter. You're out. You, I mean, that would have been a strong play. See ya. The, the, now, I understand. Dead money means that they can't spend that money on the cap. Right. It's not, not actually paying him. So to be fair, they're not actually paying him the $22 million. They're just not able to spend that $22 million on somebody else. Right. Okay. So it's not exactly the same. But I would have I quiche on him. You're gone. Don't ever come back. We'll keep get the paychecks. Keep coming. Just don't show up because I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. I mean, that would have been. You are a cancer been... and I don't need you. I, we can win without – guess how many Super Bowls they won with him? Zero. Okay. So if they win any without him, then they won more with I also have to him. say the blonde stash. Oh, that's ridiculous. Is, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. You know, they, somebody put up a picture of John Gruden and uh, Mark Davis, and they said, wow, you have a better haircut than 
two people. That, it's the only place you could go where you have a better haircut. Now, quickly. So the other Steeler that that did the same former thing. Former Steeler. Former Steeler, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Things have not are not going to turn out nearly as well no. financially. Well, he's for a running Le'Veon. back versus a wide receiver, so that is a big difference. Right, but so Le'Veon has already given up fourteen point seven million dollars yes. for not playing for an entire season, and his Correct. calculation was, I'm going to save myself. I'm a top three running back. I'm going to rest up. I'm going to drink my smoothies, do whatever else. And then too many smoothies. The jet said he's overweight. Yes. And (laughs) and then I'm going to come roaring back and sign this massive deal because everyone wants my services. Well, unfortunately for Le'Veon, number one, as you said, he doesn't appear to be all that fit. Number two, teams are going to have a little bit of a question mark about being idle for that long. But the bigger one is the market for running backs. You couldn't have been. You couldn't be in a worse situation. Okay, he was looking at the Todd Gurley deal mm-hmm. and saying, "That's me." Because he thought he was Todd That's Gurley. That's me. But the problem is, there are no Todd Gurley deals anymore because no. Todd Gurley is not Todd Gurley anymore. No. And teams are looking at these guys that sign these, and they're saying, "Oh my word, mm-hmm. okay, that guy's something's going I on. He's happened. injured." That's Johnson with the Cardinals that hasn't exactly worked out, and so Le'Veon's market value from mm. just one year has plummeted. Yeah, I don't think he. I think if you total it up, whoever he winds up signing with, I don't know, people are talking about the Jets or whatever. And he's also given up. I've gone from the best offensive situation possible to now the Jets. Who knows? <laughs> or, yeah, but who remember, knows? the calculus was, but I'm still going to get my payday. Well, now you ain't getting your payday. In fact, you're going to cumulatively lose probably 30 or $40 million between yeah. what you've given up already in one year's salary and what you're going to be forced to sign going forward with guaranteed money. And what do you get? And now you're playing for some basement-dwelling team that's a project? Well, there's, there's two things in common here. Eastern Michigan... And Michigan State <laughs> neither went to Michigan, where you might actually have to use your brain. They went to Eastern Michigan, known for its academics and athletics, obviously. And they went to Michigan State. Look at this. Come Look on. at this. Anti- this is like uh, hey, intra-Michigan bigotry here. Directional Michigan is not getting you to the promised land. Sorry. Antonio Brown, you've way outpunted your coverage on this one. And Le'Veon Bell? You, you probably should have played last year. And I got I got news for you. I guarantee he's going to be suspended for smoking weed. <laughs> Guaranteed he's been smoking weed for Come the last on. year. You don't think he's on a, on, you know, he's got his little calendar figuring out when the test. Because don't they tell them when they're testing? You know, they're supposed to be random, but I'm sure they know. Here's the thing. It stays in your system. It's not. He's probably well, smoking weed right now. That's why you have those little charts. But don't they have know? to pass a physical? You get the Wizenator. No, <laughs> Wizenator, yes. That worked out so well. <laughs> this guy is going to be suspended for drugs. He, he hasn't played a full season. I'm not counting last season, but he didn't play at all. He hasn't played a full season. Only one full yeah. season his entire career. This guy doesn't this is, finish this the is year. the classic he chose poorly. He chose poorly. So this guy gave up. So you think this guy's smart enough to figure out when not to smoke dope, although he got caught smoking dope at training camp with LeGarrette Blunt, but he doesn't know how to figure out the calculus of math with Oh, maybe I should play because well, people again, forget about me. He's not the guy. Look, he's not the only guy that's supposed to be figuring this out. Well, apparently they're all dumb. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you thinking, man? I don't want to play for the Steelers. Fine. Your choice, especially for Le'Veon Bell, he's not under contract. Antonio Brown, sit in sit in the doghouse and just stay back there out there and don't worry about it. But Le'Veon Bell, you didn't want to play? Great. We have your rights. We can do what we want. And we chose to 
let you go. Okay, great. Go find a team to play for. I think the Browns are going to need you because Kareem Hunt's not going to be there all year either. He's probably going to beat up somebody. Going back to the scene of the crime? Really? <laughs> Seriously? You're from Akron and you're going back to – are you kidding me? That was always a problem eh, for you. I don't think, I don't think he's going to – Really? No, I don't. So he only beats up one time? It's only occasional things? I, I just I, – he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's going to have a relapse. But I could be wrong. He's back at the scene of the crime, man. What do you mean? It's, it's a hotel where he was. What do you think he's living. like? He's like running with street no, gangs no. in Akron. He was living at the hotel. He wasn't just staying there for the night. Okay. Well, what's to stop him from going back to that hotel and having another wild time? Where he sees yeah, getting... I don't. I don't think that that incident, from what I've read about it, is at all the same thing. How about yeah, the video sure. you saw of it? Was that good enough? Well, but again, <laughs> I, I actually don't think the video was nearly as bad. I mean, look, it was it wasn't bad. Ray Rice. He should have been suspended. Yes. Obviously, yeah. He, you know. <laughs> I don't look, I, you can never tell with these guys no. and, and maybe none of them, you know, the recidivism rate is going to be high. I don't think hunt gets back into trouble. I okay. don't, well, he don't, first of all, everything I've read about his history, mm-hmm. that was a one-off. Okay? okay. I haven't read anything about him historically. I thought that, he had some issues in college. At Akron, uh, nothing like, some, nothing like that. Not beating people. Not even but, criminal. But he went from the chiefs who probably with him are in the Super Bowl, to the Browns. Okay, wait a minute. The Browns are no longer a joke. Okay, the Browns are a competitive team. What have they won so far? Well, what did they win last year? How many games? Seven. Seven. So that's pretty much middle class in the NFL right now. Okay. And they got a really good defense. It and they have them to pick a, a, a sooner draft. Pick. Look, that's they're not going to the for. Super Bowl, but I could no. easily see the Browns winning eight or nine games next year. How many Super Bowls has the Browns been to? Think about that. Uh, zero. Right, but Ever. no, but your point is that he's not going to some complete uh, wreck of an organization. We don't it know has that. been. We don't know that. Ah, eh, I think the, we do. Who's the coach? Who is the coach? Exactly. <laughs> he's a new guy. He was the he was the quarterbacks coach, which is fine. We'll but see. Now he's got to coach the whole team. Yeah, we'll not just see. The quarterbacks. Look, all you can go by that was is Greg Williams that got the, the move seven wins. What are the trend lines right now? You've got to admit, based on where they were, the trend lines right now for Cleveland are very good, comparatively speaking. Hugh Jackson is no longer their coach. Hugh so they Jackson have a much, is no longer their coach. Much better upside. Baker no May- Johnny Menzel is no longer their quarterback. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is very good, yes. and their defense is very good. Okay. So it's still Cleveland. Okay. They're not going to become a super team, but they're again, you win, you go 500 in the NFL, you're, uh, you're among the middle class. So are you suggesting that maybe Cleveland and the Chargers are going to meet in the AFC title game? No. The Chargers are going to be in the AFC title game. But not against well, Cleveland. Well, actually, I take that back because <laughs> the one thing is annoying me, and we will close with the Chargers. I'm reading some of these threads, you know, uh-huh. and, oh, we need a safety. They just uh-huh. got rid of a die. You need offensive linemen. In particular, really? you need a right tackle. And you need both guards. Now, those guys are not all going to be available because there's only so many of those guys to go around. But unless and until you fix the offensive line, because every year you rely on the fact that Phillip Rivers can throw the ball in .3 milliseconds before he gets steamrollered. How many more years does he have? Two or three. He'll play for two or three. He'll be really good for two more years. Every good team, and you saw it with the Patriots emasculating them, understands... The minute you get to winning time, they can't block anybody. And so their quarterback, who is a Hall of Famer and who is really, really good, 
you can't throw the ball from your face getting ground into the turf, which is where he winds up in every meaningful game. So they're going to still win. If they don't fix the offensive line, they'll win another 10 games next year because they're good enough talent-wise on both sides of the ball. But, but doesn't Phil Rivers get hit a lot? Their pro a football lot. focus last year, and the thing that drives me crazy is I read all these so-called analysts saying they had a much-improved offensive line. No, no. Mike Pouncey... Much improved the center position, particularly on run plays, because he gets to the second level. They had the 31st-ranked pass-blocking offensive line. They weren't just mediocre. They sucked. Yes. They were terrible. And that. anyone who watches film of Feeney and the rest of them getting pancaked backwards into Phillip Rivers, this will be the formula. You don't even have to worry about them. Bill Belichick looks at the, looks at the Chargers as a potential opponent and says, well, Phillip Rivers is great, but... Their line is horrible. We'll do exactly what we did before. We'll stunt. We'll flood the middle. They can't block. We'll crush them again. And every team with a defensive front that is worth anything will do exactly the same thing. So you can keep loading up on Gus Bradley's defense, and you can get more linebackers. If you don't fix the offensive line, it's going to be Groundhog Day all over again for poor Phillip Rivers, and he's never getting to a Super Bowl, which is terrible. I think he's going to be – Joe Theismann or Alex Smith, before he'll be retired the day that happens. He'll never come back from that. He might. Because he gets hit all the time. You can only take it for so long. He's 37 years old. Well, you're right. I actually have said this before. He's an Ironman. Okay? He sure. has the longest current consecutive start streak in the league. He's over 200. Yeah. Um, I mean, he basically, he has not missed a start since he became the starter. Right. Ever, well, including... And Eli Manning had neither until he was taken right, off for game right. last year. Yes. So, so both of them, incredible durability. And sure. Philip Rivers is a big dude. I mean, he's 6'5". Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But as to your point, all it takes is one free kit. Everyone just assumes he's going to keep rolling out there. And if he goes down, uh, you over. might as well just disband the franchise. It's over. They yeah, got it's... nothing else in the wigs. Look, the Steelers don't either. I mean, if, if I'm looking at when Ben finally retires or gets carried off, that's it. They don't have anybody. They have nothing left to go behind that. Every one of these other teams has somehow managed. Okay, you look at Patriots, you look at the Steelers, you look at the Chiefs, you look at the Saints, you look at the Rams. They've somehow managed to cobble together, oh, I don't know, top 10 offensive lines for their Hall of Fame quarterbacks, or Patrick Mahomes heading to the Hall of Fame, right? And Jared Goss not going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> year two. Right? But <laughs> why is it that the Chargers have never been able to do this because they were focused on getting a kicker for all those years that's right we went through seven kickers i i i, I predict gostikowski is going to be a stealer in the fall gostikowski yeah they didn't they didn't franchise him. well the 49ers franchise robbie gold okay. uh, that's an yeah. interesting choice but no okay. listen the, the uh what's his name actually the guy the chargers have now and i'm blanking now because i'm having alzheimer's um their current kicker he's he's a he's a keeper yeah yeah I'm, but i'm saying the Steelers don't have a kicker so i think they're gonna they're going to make a bid at Gostkowski. Yeah. So Who knows? I, I am, I want to be optimistic about the chargers, but if their offensive line is the same as it was last year, mm-hmm. I, um, I have no optimism. Now I have no video or audio of you saying nothing would change with the Steelers, but it has. Yes. So. I, you're right. I, I did say that. I'm, I'm kind of surprised <laughs> that, uh, Antonio Brown managed to diva his way out of town. It's, uh, he's out. Bell's going to be out. I wish Tomlin was out with him, but that's not going to happen. Um, they're going to re-up him. They re-upped or about to re-up uh, Roethlisberger, and I, I don't understand that either. They should be looking for the replacement for Roethlisberger, not giving him 
more money to stick around and fall well, down. Well, but but I mean, okay, but those two things are not mutually exclusive. I mean, what are you saying? They shouldn't they have $22 million dollars of dead money. They need to get somebody to replace him when he Yeah, but he's still going to be playing. Okay, he's, he got a, he had another year on his contract. Yeah, yeah. I know you're not they allowed to let him go another two years. Well, like they re-upped year. him for how many years? Two. Yeah, of course they're going to do that. That'd make him forty. He already had a year left. They added two more to it. That's forty. How old is Breeze? How old is Brewer. Brady? I, don't I mean, f- all these guys. Listen, the Breeze has only had one major injury, and that was when he was a yeah. But Roethlisberger's like six seven, two hundred and sixty, or however he's big six, he is. Five. Yeah, he's two seventy. Yeah, but he, he's, he's like he's a also, shambling mound. That's the thing. He's a shambling mound. He's not. Super mobile. It doesn't even matter. He stands there with these guys like hanging on his legs and still throws the ball. We'll see. You can only do that for so long. He doesn't have the Brady protection. Where his and uniform doesn't get and yes. to your point, the Steelers actually have a really good offensive line. Because they understand so, that's important. So he doesn't get <laughs> suplexed by not, not every time. rushing linemen like <laughs> exactly. Phillip Rivers not off the time. top rope. Yes. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm just I'm good riddance to bad rubbish with A.B., uh, Le'Veon, I hope you you land somewhere where you don't get killed. But I think we're, we've heard the last of both of them as uh, players in the NFL. Well, you haven't heard the. What do you mean you've heard the last of them? When what Randy, does that mean? When Randy Moss was in Oakland, did you did you hear? Did you see a lot of highlights of Randy Moss in Oakland? No, you didn't. Yeah, but see, Oakland has some juice now in terms of they've got Chucky at head coach. Okay. So in other words, the cameras are going to be on them. Okay. So that's true. And you know what? More chances to melt down. Throw me the ball, Derek Carr. Who was throwing Randy Moss the ball when he was in Oakland? I don't know. Was it Carson Palmer? No, I don't, he was I there don't think so. Part of that time. I think Brown is going to have statistically a, a good season almost by virtue of the fact that the Raiders are still going to be terrible, but they're going to try to throw the ball. He had 102 yard, two catches or 104 catches last year, just under 1,300 yards, four yards short of 1,300 yards, um, and 15 touchdowns. You think he's going to duplicate I, that? No, I, no. first of all, he's not going to duplicate the touchdowns because the Raiders aren't good enough. Uh, they're not going to be in scoring opportunities the same way. I do think that he will exceed the yardage, and he will probably have somewhere around 80 to 90 receptions. That's my prediction. So he's going to drop off in receptions, yeah, uh, more yardage, drop, but less receptions. More yardage because I think— Certainly less touchdowns. And probably significantly less touchdowns. I would say maybe eight touchdowns. Okay. Now, Derek Carr was coming off a major injury, so the first year after that— Tends to be tough. I mean, he Which, should by be the better way, this year. By the way, we'll 15 touchdowns for a receiver is ridiculous. I know. Okay, if a receiver has, if you tell most teams your number one wideout's going to have eight or nine touchdowns, they're ecstatic. That's a tremendous mm-hmm. Pro Bowl caliber season. 15 is, is absurd. Well, guess what? He's going to be the man in town. He's going to get all the credit and all the blame. He's not a quarterback, but he's going to get a lot of blame if they don't do well. He... May or may not be the MVP on that team, but he wasn't the MVP on the Steelers team. And I think he was jealous of Smith Schuster. Well, if he's not the MVP on the Raiders, then you're in for a very sad season. Well, and if he isn't, I think you see a repeat pouting fest like he had this year, at the end of this year. You the know? one thing we have to say, and you would probably acknowledge this as we conclude for, for AB, is that even the guys that don't like how he handled this, one of the most ferocious workers mm-hmm. in the whole league. Sure. Just ridiculous. By himself. Ethic. Well, sure. And that's okay. That's, that's part of the true. problem. That's part of, he, he's, he's not an a team player. Yes. yes. He's not a team player. He's a me player. But nobody's ever going to accuse him of no. putting in half days. No, I don't disagree with that. He 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 puts all the effort in by himself. He's not there to help anybody else. And it's a fifty three man roster. Yeah. You gotta help each other. That's how it works. That's a team. If you wanted to be an individual, you could be a cross-country runner, but that's not what you wanted to do. So, Biathlon. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he can catch the ball. I don't know if he can throw it real well. So that's all we got. You got anything else? No. To all right. Thank you for joining us. If you think I'm wrong about AB, then you don't know football. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Good night. This has been a Hannah Tree production.